Are you ready to move your career forward? Make your comeback with Purdue Global and get college credit for your work, school, life, or military experiences. With these credits, you may have already completed up to 75% of your undergraduate degree. You've worked hard to get where you are. It's time to get the recognition you deserve and earn a degree you'll be proud of, one that employers will trust and respect. When you take the next step in your life and career, make it count with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. The following ad is sponsored by Pets Best Insurance Services. Pets come into our lives in many ways. Shelters, breeders, or unexpected encounters. But no matter how you found your pet, they become our perfect match. Unfortunately, finding the right pet insurance plan can be hard. That's where Pets Best comes in. With a little information about you and your pet, Pets Best will recommend a plan that meets your needs and budget. Visit PetsBest.com to learn more today. Your perfect pet deserves the perfect coverage. PetsBest.com with the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, cheap Caribbean vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder. Or find a featured all-inclusive package to Ibera Star Hotels and Resorts and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. From grandmothers who whispered in their baby girl ear, to fathers on dimly lit street corners instructing young soldiers to always keep their eyes open. You be queen. You were fire. You were passed through centuries on the hands of your daughters. They called you wisdom. Proverbs. On the backs of diamond-eyed school children who grew into hymnals recited by amethyst-holding urban philosophers who recited neighborhood commandments out of the windows of restored El Camino chariots to keep the warmth in their blood. Be wise. Be smart. Be black opal, brown quartz, bloodstone, and prayer. Be every form of gem. See, king told scribe, scribe told son, son told wife, wife told her daughter, and daughter told the ancestors, and the ancestors told me that you would come to give wisdom to thousands. They said you would come dropping gem, dropping gem. Hey, welcome to the Dropping Gems podcast. I'm Debbie Brown. I am a master well-being educator, the chief impact officer at Chopra Global and the voice of daily meditation on the Chopra app. So those are just some of the ways that you can connect with me. And here on this show on Dropping Gems, we are a soft place to land. On the journey to higher consciousness, we seek to connect with the awakened mind and heart and provide some tools, some insights, some experiences, some context, some reflections, and some powerful guests that will accompany you on that beautiful journey of self. So I am so happy you're here. And today's show is with someone that feels like such a sister in so many lifetimes. So I'm really excited to share her with you again. But before I introduce our guest, I would like to read for you the card that I pulled for today. So something we've started in this new season of Dropping Gems is starting every episode with one of the beautiful affirmation cards from my Karma Bliss Affirmation deck. So all of these affirmations are actually found in my book. There's about 54 of them uh, found in my book, 
crystal bliss. And we have a beautiful deck that has them. So those that are familiar with using Oracle decks or, you know, other affirmation decks, um, much in the same, you connect to your heart center and then you shuffle the deck and you see what message comes out. And then you spend a moment really reflecting on that message and seeing where it's felt inside of you, what it can be applied to, or utilize it as a catalyzing thought to just sit in and savor and explore it throughout the day and see where it goes. So I have shuffled my deck and two cards actually popped out. Uh, that was pretty interesting to me. And so I'm going to read both of them. The very first card that I pulled from the Karma Bliss Affirmation deck, it shows beautiful brown hands with blue nail polish holding up a sun. And the affirmation says, and if you feel comfortable and are able, I want to invite you to close your eyes as you let these words in. It says, I am open to receiving all that is necessary for my spiritual evolution. I am open to receiving all that is necessary for my spiritual evolution. Deep breath here if that feels comfortable. Mm. I am open to receiving all that is necessary for my spiritual evolution. And then the second card that pops out of the deck that I'll read too, that the images of three circles balanced together, uh, one is orange, one is yellow, one is blue. And it says, I am building a life of wholeness, not perfection. I am building a life of wholeness, not perfection. Once again, and take a deep breath here and see where this may start to apply in your life. I am building a life of wholeness, not perfection. <sighs> Beautiful. Okay, so those are our two affirmations for the day, and we are going to revisit those at the end of this episode when we have a little soul work, so something applicable that you can take into your life and see where it guides you. So today's episode uh, is someone that I had the great pleasure of having on the show last season. She and I did a live podcast taping at the Mental Wealth Conference that happened in New York City this past fall, the fall of 2021. And she and I had just an exceptional experience together on this stage, talking about everything, but also sharing a lot of practices. So if you get a chance, I highly recommend going back to that episode with Anita Kopach. Yes, today my guest on the show is author Anita Kopach. Now, Anita is the author of Simon & Schuster fiction novel, Shallow Waters, it is the second title that Charlemagne the God will release on his imprint, Black Privilege Publishing. Anita is the former editor-in-chief of Heart and Soul magazine, and during her five years with the publication, she created relevant and engaging content, growing readership by tens of thousands. She also curated exciting and inclusive events, including issue release parties, wellness workshops, and through her keen insight and ability to make authentic connections, Anita secured the only cover of Misty Copeland the exact week Misty was named the first African-American lead at the ABT. 
Anita was also the managing editor of Beauty Sense magazine. Her passion for fashion and beauty was undeniably felt by every reader. Through her ability to inspire a team and create beautiful content, Anita's stories were successfully published in numerous issues. Anita created the Zero F's Given campaign to raise awareness and help victimized and disenfranchised populations heal from sexual trauma, find their voice, and reclaim their power. She has helped thousands of victims through her work with Zero F's Given and being on the board for the Center of Safety and Change. She is an award-winning writer and spiritual psychologist with a passion to see people thrive. Anita received her bachelor's degree in interdisciplinary studies at UC Berkeley and has an MA in spiritual psychology from the University of Santa Monica. She's also a certified tantra coach and is the author of the book, Finding Your Way. Had to give a whoop whoop to USM. I'm an alumni of there as well. Welcome to the show. Without further ado, the incredible, the vivacious, the gorgeous soul Inward, outward, Anita Kopach. Welcome. And welcome to the show, Anita Kopach, my sister. I'm so happy to be here. I swear, when I found out I was coming back on, I was like, I am going back home. I'm going back home. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Does it, isn't it? Uh, let me sit in that for a second, because isn't that what it feels like when you are in the world and you are connected like in divine alignment, like you're meeting people that speak your language. There's this baseline as a foundation. It brings such an ease immediately into the connection. Yes. And I literally have chills all over my body. And that's a part of it too. It's like uh, soul family, right? Like when you meet soul family, it's like there's so much ease and it's just like, okay, I I've known you for a few thousand years, you know, (laughs) this should be easy. (laughs) That my gosh, that's what it is. And, you know, I think the, the way that we've known the term, like in other iterations is like, you know, you know, like kindred spirits or when you just really connect, but as we kind of grow spiritually, it's like the depth of it is so beautiful and it's so gentle. You know, it's just like when you surrender to knowing that you're in alignment, that the divine right connections are coming to you. You're not forcing anything not for you. It's like, yeah, I can meet you and have even one in-person experience with you, but know I'm going to be connected forever and have like my heart open to you forever, you know? (laughs) Exactly. I love it. It was so, so... For everyone listening, I know that you might remember Anita Kobach from coming on an earlier episode last season, and she and I had this amazing opportunity. We were connected through our shared brother, Charlemagne, amazing soul in the world, and we were both in New York in the fall as a part of the mental, uh, the mental wealth conference that he put together that was just an exceptional experience, and you and I had the chance to do a panel together where I did my show live, and it was just electrifying it was electrifying that's it was an exactly the experience. word i was just gonna say exactly the word <laughs> it was we were on that stage and we had it met before we met that morning in the green room and we got on that stage it was just such a felt magic in the room it was such a felt magic in the room and we were in front of this amazing audience in new york and 
I was getting messages from months afterwards from people that, that had the chance to be present. And it was such a gorgeous conversation. And I left that experience and, and I was just like, Oh, wait, but I want to talk to her about so many more things. <laughs> right? We're like, that was part one. That was part one. <laughs> yes. So, you know, something that, something that we shared in that episode, and I know so many listeners are already familiar with, but you have an incredible best-selling book out that I know so many are already connected to. We just had a chance to talk about it with my show producer, Jacquees, but Shallow Waters is just such a remarkable story of deep spirituality, but through like this this just stunning storytelling that makes it so real, that makes some of these bigger understandings of the energy at play, the kind of energy, the kind of angels, the kind of archetypal energy that's available for us in each moment made real, but done through such beautiful storytelling. Um, so first, thank you so much for your book. Thank you. Thank you so much. And as you were saying that, I was just reminded of uh, like medicinal storytelling and how mm. it's like, it's, it's like a wide net casted out with this medicine and whoever it's for will be caught in that net, right? In, in, in a divine net, like nothing that's bad <laughs> but caught yeah. in that and receive the medicine. Because to me, I feel like Yemeya's story who, um, my book is about Yemeya who is, uh, an Orisha in the Yoruba tradition. And she's a part of the, the pantheon of gods and goddesses. She's a black mermaid and she's said to be the mother of us all. She's the mother of all Orisha. She watched over um, our African ancestors as they went over the middle passage and, as a black mermaid. So I, it just, it felt wow. so right um, to share her story on different levels because her stories have been, been shared for generations upon generations. I think that the first, the first written story of her was shared, I believe it was during the 1500s, um, over the Middle Passage, right? And so they wrote down, but before that, her story has been told for generations from um, oral history. So who knows how old like these parables are. It's amazing. Yeah. And, and there are so many people who don't know who she is. Are you all about the NBA action? You gotta try Pick 6, the newest fantasy app from DraftKings an official partner of the NBA. Right now, new customers can earn a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 in Pick 6 credits when you deposit $5 or more. Getting started is simple. Just download the DraftKings Pick 6 app and sign up with code TBE. Pick at least two players and choose if they'll have more or less of a stat. Like, will they score more or less than 30 points or have more or less than eight assists? Lock them in and compete against others for a shot at huge cash prizes. Download the DraftKings Pick 6 app now and get started with code TBE. New customers can earn a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 in Pick 6 credits when you deposit $5 or more. Only on DraftKings Pick 6 with code TBE. The crown is yours. 
One offer per new customer. Minimum $5 deposit to receive a match of up to $100 in Pick 6 credits. Non-withdrawable and valid for Pick 6 use only. Expire after 180 days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. The following ad is sponsored by Pets Best Insurance Services. Pets come into our lives in many ways. Shelters, breeders, or unexpected encounters. But no matter how you found your pet, they become our perfect match. Unfortunately, finding the right pet insurance plan can be hard. That's where Pets Best comes in. With a little information about you and your pet, Pets Best will recommend a plan that meets your needs and budget. Visit PetsBest.com to learn more today. Your perfect pet deserves the perfect coverage. PetsBest.com. So, Anita, I would love to know, you know, when you were, we know, we know the medicinal power, as you shared so beautifully, of myth, of storytelling, of, you know, these, these huge stories that can really pull out the greatness in our own being. How did you first connect to Yamiya and know that this was the path, this was the story to be told for you? Yeah. Oh, I love how you just said that because to me, it is very much medicinal storytelling and, you know, just casting this magical net out and whoever the medicine is for, they're caught in that net and they enjoy that medicine and they heal from that medicine. And for me, it felt to me as if Yemeya chose me to tell the story. Because, um, I personally before was more connected to Oshun and mm. like, I, I love like the sweet honey of life and the dancing and the lightness and the love and, and Yemeya is very much like that, that strong mother energy that is protective of her children. And so Yemeya, for those who don't know, she is an Orisha of the the, um, Yoruba tradition in Nigeria. And she's a part of the the God and the the pantheon of gods and goddesses. She is a black mermaid, is said to be the mother of us all, the mother of all fishes, they say, and the mother of all Orishas, and just this powerful force. And she was said to have watched over our ancestors as they came over on the Middle wow. Passage. 
And so there have been written stories about her since I believe the 1500s and, and before that the stories were passed on orally. So we don't even know how old these parables are, but it's, it's to me, it's almost like how I felt when I, you know, when I was coming back to talk to you, when I, when I, um, when I sit with Yemeya, I feel like I'm home, you know, like that is, that is another energy that, um, it, it, she makes me feel that way. And so I wanted to share that, you know, I think a thing that's common with the sons and daughters of the diaspora is that, you know, when our ancestors were brought here, we were cut off from our language. We were cut off from our religion. We were cut off from um, our spirituality, even though we can't really, you know, they, they continue to <laughs> with their spirituality. But, um, you know, we were cut off from so many things that um, had anything to do with where we came from. And so as we begin to wake up and remember who we really are, it just feels like it's time for us to share the stories that are within us because we hold within our souls the things that seem like they were lost, that mm. taken away from us. And so with the connection of the stories that actually do exist, right? If people really want to know and learn about the um, religion, they can go back and read stories in that way. Or you can you can hear the stories that are being retold. Um, there there are so many coming out now that make me so excited. Mm. Um, and so that's you know for me that was one of the main reasons why I wanted to share this this version of my Yemeya story. Mm. That is so powerful. You know, like I'm just really loving sitting in this this understanding that we're building on about the power of storytelling, about the power of myth, about using it as a tool of spiritual transformation. And you know, it's like sometimes the the question gets stuck in a lot of a lot of different dogmas, you know, um, of, of, well, is that, you know, that goes against this or that goes against that, or it's all the same. It's all the same. It's all the same stories with different, you know, um, characters and different places based on how God gave that divine translation to different communities all over the world. But the power of that, right. Especially if you, if for any of us, for all of us, you know, there, there are different things that maybe we didn't always have role modeled for us or understandings of a, a more expansive power inside of us that you just don't know how to grasp, especially if your life hasn't felt powerful. Um, and then you can connect to these bigger energies and really, you know, in, in modern society, we do that with our icons in this moment. So when you think of an Oprah, right? Yep. Growing up, Oprah kept me going in such a profoundly spiritual way to keep trying, to keep moving, to be empowered, to use my voice, to heal, to be unashamed of what my life experiences have been. You know, when I think about Oprah's life, I am filled and floored with gratitude for her existence. And it's like, and, and we're living in the time of her. So it's like how lucky for us to be able to be given such a grand, such a grand, powerful archetypal energy to connect to. 
Yes. But that is, that is what that feeling is, but also kind of steeped in centuries of deep power and use and understanding. But that power is available in so many ways. And, you know, when I was hear, hearing you talk about, especially the differences between Oshun and Yemiya, you know, for me, I really connected um, with Hinduism and with a lot of the gods and goddesses of the Hindu culture and also of Egyptian culture. And I love that a lot of our, a lot of the feminine archetypes I'm so excited that they are um, coming more so into the mainstream because it shows how layered we're actually allowed to be. None of the feminine goddesses or the feminine archetypes are just compassion or just loving. None of them are martyrs. All of them also have another side to them that has rage, that has power, that has real big warrior energy. You know, and, and it gives us a permission when we lean into these other understandings of all of us that can actually, we can tap into, that can come online inside of us. Yes, absolutely. And I love how you're talking about archetypes because bringing in that type of medicine again, right? Like you yeah. can bring in the archetype of Yemeya, you can bring in the archetype of Kali, right? Like what yes. falling in, what do we need in this moment? And when you were talking about, I mean, we could bring in the archetype of Oprah, like you said. Yes, yeah. Talking about Oprah, for me, and um, you know, I'm sure at some point we'll talk about my um, organization, Zara F's Given, but um, when I was around 10 years old, I walked in and my mom was wa watching Oprah and Oprah started talking about when she was um, molested when she was younger. And yeah. she spoke about how it felt good. And my whole throat closed up mm. and I'm tearing up right now, but I was like, I felt like everyone in my room, I was everyone in the room, I'm like, my mom knows, you know, like it just felt like, oh my gosh, everyone knows. And then I was looking at Oprah and I'm like, and she's fine, mm. more than fine. She has this beautiful talk show and she's touching people's lives and she survived this thing that I still hadn't at that point and for a long time, hadn't told anyone had happened that it happened to me. But she said the most nuanced part was that it felt good, right? And I was like, oh, God, there's no way I was going to tell anyone that at that point, you know? Yeah. And so I oh. like that was one of the most powerful moments of my young life to, to just happen to walk into the room when she was saying that part of her experience. And wow. then me seeing that this is Oprah. She's amazing. She's more than fine, you know? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. 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 And calling. Ooh. Yes. Ooh, what's present for you? You know, as a young person, I did not have safe emotional connections from the adults in my life. And you don't know where to put that. You know, you don't, you're learning your foundation, you're learning your identity, you're learning your personality, your emotional life is just being formed, your neural pathways are being carved. 
So you don't understand as a child the effect that will actually have to not find safety in the adults in your life. But then that becomes the curriculum of the rest of your life. And that becomes, you know, for those that um, are able to tap into an awareness, that becomes their, their course of study internally with them, right? For those that are not able to come into the awarenesses of why they can't naturally connect to intimacy and friendship and love with their children, it becomes this massive void and this massive judgment against self for all the things that you're not and you don't know why you're not, you know? And so when I think of the power of Oprah Winfrey, (laughs) it feels so good to be able to say this out loud because people in my life know, you know, how much she's meant to me, but it feels powerful for us to give, you know, um, her flowers in our unique way. The gift of her life is just profound. And, and so many have stories, you know, of, of this, of this kind of um, secondhand mothering that we were gifted to receive or this role modeling that we were gifted to receive this expansiveness of our emotional internal world, you know, thanks to her, um, her being in service. And yeah, you know, Oprah, Oprah took shame off the table for her experiences that she had no control over. Absolutely. And it's one of the most profound things that's, that's ever been done in my lifetime. You know, it, it's just, her work is clear. You know, I feel that God, um, God's use of her is so clear. So clear. And how generous of her to take us on mm. with her. Could mm. tell that she was she was like experiencing with us. She was discovering with us. She was on the journey with us the whole time, and so present. And so, um, yeah, yeah, a profound spiritual teacher that that guides us through her enthusiastic seeking of more for herself, of more for this life, of what other feelings are available to me. Ashe. <laughs> oh, yes. Oprah, we love you. <laughs> we are grateful for you. <laughs> oh, Anita, talk to me. I, I would love to know more about your story. Your story is so interesting. You know, you have you have a background in so many different things, but especially in beauty, and especially in you know a lot of your. A lot of your story, um, what I love about it is it showcases the multidimensionality that we all have available to us. And it showcases the reinvention while also never losing the actual flow of purpose. You know, it's the ways that purpose can move through us in a multitude of spaces and a multitude of ways. Um, so I would love to just hear more about your road to your spiritual path, especially. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I, I wouldn't be where I am today without, you know, my parents and my ancestors and my mother from when I, as long as I could remember, even before I knew what purpose meant, she would always tell us, me and my sisters, that her purpose here on earth is to love. 
And if she's not doing that in every moment, she knows that she's not in line with her purpose, right? So she's telling this to us all the time. Like she told us, she remembers when it hit her, when she understood it. She was living in England. She was in her 20s and she was walking and came upon like this. I think there was a... um, um, a fountain, like a stone fountain. And all of a sudden it just hit her. She was like, I'm only here to love. Mm. To love through everything that I'm doing at that time in her life, she was a nurse, which ended up being really, really hard for her. Cause she like fell in love with all of her patients, you know, and mm. very hard when they passed, you know, so, but she's just full of love. And so, I was a very strange child. (laughs) What does that mean? (laughs) So I, you know, I saw spirits. I Mm. was, you know, a a lot of times in different worlds. You know what I mean? Like I was, I was very connected to like, like our family members who had passed, you know, like, and, but I was never meant to, or made to feel strange ever. My mom, she just, she, she kept that love. She allowed me to feel it. Mm -hmm. And um, so I would say like, I came in with my spiritual path. I also, um, when I was, when I was born, I did not uh, breathe for almost nine minutes. Oh my God. uh, Yeah. I was actually, I was born at the Mayo Clinic. My dad was doing his residency and they were trying to, um, they're trying to get me to breathe. And finally my dad just pulled me away, pulled me away from the doctors and he just gave me mouth to mouth. And that's how I survived. Right. Oh my God. And so the whole time they thought, okay, well she's either going to be brain dead or dead. Right. They didn't think that I would be able to live. And, and so I've just been always very connected to this other world because I would have dreams of how beautiful it was, right? And um, dreams, not just dreams, knowings of how. And and I and you're you're you said you were connected to um, like Indian deities, so there's a, a bit mm-hmm. of that there. But the but how um, orgasmic death is going to be for us, right? Mm-hmm. Walking around telling my mom. Like, oh my gosh, the best thing we get to do as humans is die. Wow. Right? So my mom's wow. like, can you not say that, please? <laughs> <laughs> you might terrify everyone. <laughs> I was like, wow. To explain to her that it's um, ecstasy, but I didn't have the words for it, right? Wow. It's like the best feeling you ever get to feel. And, you know, like I remember that feeling. And I felt that way until I had children of my own. And then I was like, oh gosh, I got to stay here, right? Like, <laughs> I was like, I, I can't, I can't like look forward to death the way that I had, you know? And it was just really interesting. Um, you know, so I have kind of a mix now, probably a healthy mix. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it's 
it's so like I so get what you say, but isn't it so funny to say it out loud? <laughs> it's it's really funny, and like to just even imagine one of my kids saying that to me, I it it would be pretty strange. <laughs> like I'd be like, wait, wait, no, honey, let's wait, let's enjoy yeah. while we're here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's the piece that I find myself really. Um, Mm, the word isn't leaning into, but just sitting with more and more, especially in this last year of like, um, you know, being alive is challenging. <laughs> being alive is challenging. Being in earth school is challenging. It's a wild, it's wild great. place. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Lord. You know, it is, it's a wild, wild place. And we're all having this one shared experience while having billions of individual experiences that, that the rest of us know nothing about. So it is, it is a chaotic energy as much as there is harmony available, you know, and, and this last, really this last year, especially I've been kind of integrating with myself to come into more of a peace. Um, or as uh, one of our shared teachers, Dr. Ron Holnick has said to me before, Coming into a space of unbearable compassion, which is the kind of compassion that Christ felt, yeah. you know, the unbearable yeah. compassion, this deep understanding and knowing that people really are doing their best from their level of consciousness, their level of heart expansion, but that a lot of people are battling things that will never be uttered aloud, that only exist nonstop in their own minds and in their own hearts um, and, and coming to, into a self focus while also coming into an external radiating that compassion is available. Compassion is available. Yeah. Yeah. And what, what a blessing when, when you come into contact with someone who is radiating compassion. Mm. Mm. It is such a blessing. I was I was just having a conversation with Yadi um, mm. before, and you know I was talking about there was there was this nun um, named Marguerite. I can't remember her name, but it was in the 1400s, and she wrote a book that was about a uh, God being love, and mm. she was uh, burnt at the stake for writing that because it was against the Bible at that time. Wow. And just, you know, it, to me, I, I was, yeah. just, wow. Just saying that God is love, right? Mm. Like to me, that seems like the most beautiful thing to say. Yeah. <laughs> and like that there, there have been so many souls that have come before us that have been connected to this divine source mm. sharing things. And in times where, um, which, which is interesting because I, I had brought this up in at USM with Ron and Mary. And um, cause we were talking about how many of us who are in this, in the course of, um, for those of you who don't know, we did our, our master's in spiritual psychology, that many of us are, are coming from lifetimes where we were killed for speaking out. Mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. 
that nervousness or the feeling like I can't say this or else I'm going to be burnt at the stake. I can't share yeah. this or else I'm going to be attacked. Yeah. And it feels even deeper than just like um, knowing it. It's like in the soul. And yeah. so just, I guess I'm just feeling a gratitude for those of us who are doing it right now, who are just mm. the words of our soul and sharing home, sharing our version of home in this energy that can be so chaotic. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That, oh, you know, the, the historical violence of religion is astounding. astounding. It's astounding. It's astounding the way that God was weaponized through history um, to take on more of a punishment angle. You know, God is love. But in those times, like in the 1400s, religion was such a weapon and there was so much violence, especially within the Christian community happening globally. So it's like to come with a message that God is love at that time would have taken away power because it would have taken out the middleman and it would have said, you know, oh no, you need, you need to be in fear 24 seven so that we can control you. So you have to believe that God will punish you. You have to believe that God is somehow always disappointed with you. Yeah. You know, it, it was kind of like the first narcissistic abuse that took place wow. and using God as the authority figure within which to do that. Wow. And how, you know, and, and then the trajectory that that sets on human consciousness, human intellect, human psyche for hundreds of years to follow. Ah, oh, I mean, that, it, that in and of itself needs a whole documentary. Like that in and of itself needs a book, needs a something, you know, demystifying why throughout history, God has had such a complexity yeah. in relating to when it really is simple. God is love. God is divine love. Yeah. And we are all pieces of God's energy manifest here. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. The following ad is sponsored by Pets Best Insurance Services. Pets come into our lives in many ways. Shelters, breeders, or unexpected encounters. But no matter how you found your pet, they become our perfect match. Unfortunately, finding the right pet insurance plan can be hard. That's where Pets Best comes in. With a little information about you and your pet, Pets Best will recommend a plan that meets your needs and budget. Visit PetsBest.com to learn more today. Your perfect pet deserves the perfect coverage. PetsBest.com.
With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, cheap Caribbean vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to reuse hotels and resorts and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. You are you are a multidimensional, multimodality healer. And I so relate to that because I am an ever-curious being that is like obsessed with constant learning. Um, and, and I just love piecing together so many of the different just bars of gold that have been found in so many beliefs and so many different techniques from different corners of the earth. So a lot of people, when they hear of Tantra, you know, they imagine maybe that it just means, you know, this intense kind of sex, this intense kind of sexual experience. But Tantra is really this uh, divine discipline. Um, and so I would just love to hear how you found your path to Tantra and then what that work really is. Yeah. So what what it actually is, is the, the um, balance between masculine and feminine energy. Mm. That starts within us. So for most of the practices in the beginning, it's with, with yourself, right? Like it's balancing that energy within ourselves. But for me, the way that I found myself to, to, um, Tantra was from, um, I was, I was actually healing from, uh, being molested, what we were talking about earlier. And I was on this journey of healing and I made a documentary called touched and it, it was being shown in New York at a theater in New York. And there was this healer named Sam Isadora who was in the audience and she's, she's now passed away. She's, she was amazing. She was um, a, a brilliant Tantra coach And she was in the audience. And when I was done, she was like, oh, yeah, all of this healing, you know, this is amazing what you're doing. Um, Your next step is Tantra. And my whole, like, I got that whole thing again where I was like, no way, right? Like, I just got nervous. And what I thought about was what you were saying, you know, like all of these, you know, sex moves, learning the sex moves and, you know, and I just had this whole skewed vision. As soon as she said that, I was like, Oh no, (laughs) definitely not. And at that moment, she was like, no, I want you to see, I will gift you. She was doing a workshop that weekend in New York. And she was like, I will gift you the workshop so you can see what it is, what I'm talking about. It was absolutely the next natural step on my path. As soon as I got in there, like just the way it was all like these, these different breathing techniques, Mm. all about intimacy, intimacy with yourself, intimacy with another. And like you said, when so many of us, we, we don't, we haven't grown up with this true intimacy and how do you be intimate, you know, even with people at work, right? Like yeah, having that intimate connection and, and that doesn't mean sleeping with people at work. That's not what I meant. <laughs> it's just like, right, right, right. 
No, but it, and, and that's the thing too, right? Intimacy, sex is one of the arms of the path of intimacy. Intimacy is, it's really your authentic self fully in front of another, whether that means a friendship, whether that means work, whether that means a stranger on the street. You know, I show up in intimacy every day with everyone I know. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And so once once I dove in, like I, I, I did that workshop and then I straight up went to LA and did the whole course because I was like, mm. I'm doing the whole course. And it was so interesting because there were quite a few people in the course and I, would, I was sitting, you know, kind of in the middle towards the side. And the whole time, Sam was staring at me. There was not one moment where she wasn't like locking eyes with me, me. And, and so I couldn't even like, you know, sometimes, sometimes when I'm in a course, I want to like maybe doze off for a second, let my subconscious take it in. Right. 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 Yeah. <laughs> I had to be like, <sighs> and she was like, you are going to be the one who takes it into the world. And I'm like, me? I was like, no, I'm just doing this for my personal healing. You know, I'm, because at the time I was the editor in chief of Heart and Soul. And so I was like, I wasn't, I wasn't going to be sharing sex work out in the world. That's not, wasn't my plan at that point. (laughs) And so I was just like, and she just kept saying that. And then there was this, the most powerful part to me was, um, you know, she just was like, Anita, have you spoken to the person who molested you? And I was like, no, no. She's like, you haven't told them how it has affected you, you know, your whole life. And I'm like, no. And she's like, okay, um, you know, bring your phone up here, brought me to this front of the class. And she was like, call him. And I was like, ah, uh, I don't have his number. It was someone in my family. Right. I was like, I don't have his number. And they're like, you have his Facebook. And I was like, yeah. And they're like, she basically made me send him a message on Facebook saying that I need to have a conversation with you. I like tell you the amount of sweat that was coming out of my body. It's, I can still feel it. I was so scared. And he called me that night. We had the most profound conversation I've ever had. He was like, I've been waiting to have this conversation my whole life. I've been waiting to apologize. And, you know, like, and he had explained that, you know, perhaps his lines were blurred because the same thing happened to him when he was younger. And, um, and he's been so, you know, basically it was his moment to apologize, you know, and it was my moment to wow. know how it has affected me my whole life. And she was like, remember, you're going on there as a 40-year-old woman. Like, you are not the seven-year-old girl. Connect to that 40-year-old woman who learned all of these things because she knew that, you know, I would regress as soon as I talked to him, right? And um, never in my life did I think that conversation would happen. I didn't even actually, it wasn't even a possibility in my head. I didn't think about it. And, um, 
and he had seen all the work I'd done with Zero F's Given. So he, he already knew, right. He knew he was the catalyst of all of that. Um, but he, you know, just got to say that he was proud of me for the work. But, um, so I got to a point of feeling like the whole thing had turned into a blessing. Wow. We didn't know we were diving in this deep, girl. <laughs> or maybe wow. you knew. I think you knew. <laughs> I just like I'm sitting right now in the freedom that I know was felt by a lot of people that just heard your words. Um, and really, I really want to honor that. And I want to honor. I just really want to honor your courage. I want to honor. your gorgeous open heart because that is wow you know I recognize in that statement not just the healing that that brought to you but the healing that that extended on a soul level to so many to so many and you know just even and and we're we're going to move into this piece, you know, um, speaking about zero Fs given, but it's just, you know, holding that, that multiple things can be true at once, right? Like something that was profoundly, profoundly wrong, profoundly devastating, um, a massive betrayal. And it birthed the greatest work of your life in so many ways. It birthed healing and freedom to so many people around the world because you exist and because you said yes to yourself and because you didn't stand in shame because you funneled all of it into heart expansion, something so much bigger than you. Um, and so that kind of, that's what's coursing through me right now as I heard that story is just, um, a deep reverence, a deep reverence for your experiences and for your life. And thank you. Thank you for everything that you just said. Oh, I'm receiving. Wow. Wow. Ooh. And I just, you know, to be quite honest, when you started telling that story, the teacher in me got really scared. Like when, when, when I heard that she was pulling you in front of people and said, do it right now, do it right now. Like, my heart like clenched and I was just like, no, no, no. Like, you know, um, but then hearing the way it unfolded, it just like, I think that there's such a gorgeous permission that things can actually go better than we fathom when we push through fear. Right. And, and either way, whether he had been receptive and open to that conversation, whether he had been apologetic or not, um, it was still about your voice and your freedom. And irregardless of his response, this would have created so much space in your life. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I feel to me just the way, because Sam did take her own life. And I feel like oh, she wow. was on a timeline. Like, so when you're saying the teacher was like, wait, no, right? She was like, I need to do this now because I need mm. to pass this on. Right, like she was on a timeline, and um, so yeah, it did feel it. it a lot of her, a lot of her teaching was very harsh, <laughs> but 
it was, it was in divine timing and it was what, what my soul needed. Yeah. 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 And even, I mean, that illustrates even yet another beautiful point about this spiritual path as, especially those that may be called, um, to be on this spiritual path in a way that you're meant to then teach in the future. It's like, you'll, you, you'll come into different systems that you feel connected to and, and maybe different teachers. And it's really about still, you know, connecting to what is best for you in those moments and, and having the opportunity to take with you what fits and to leave behind what doesn't, you know, that, that there can, even in some of these environments that you may not be connecting to all the teachers or all the teachings, you know, sometimes there is still so much gold in it for us. Um, I myself has felt, have felt that way with different teachers where there's been a lot of things that I've said, uh, no, wait a minute, or actually hold on. And then at the same time, it's like, oh, wow, I've never thought of that. Or, oh my God, did that create one of the greatest healings I've ever had inside of myself. Um, so multiple things can be true in all the ways. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. I would love to talk about zero F's given. We had a chance to explore it just slightly in our, in our live taping together, but can you tell me about this movement that you've created? Yeah, absolutely. So this one night, so, so many of my ideas come through when I'm sleeping in dream world, right? And I woke up from this dream where I saw, um, the, the logo zero F's given, and I woke up and I wrote it down and I wrote you know, that it was going to be a day where everyone who's participating in the movement, it's a day of sexual abstinence. So zero F's giving literally on that day in honor of anyone um, who has experienced any sort of sexual violence. Right. And I wrote it down and I went back to sleep and I forgot about it when I woke up. Right. And then One other day I'm going through my journal and I see it and I was like, oh my gosh. And I just, I was, I was like, I was like, this needs to be done. Like this is, Mm -hmm. and it's, and it's a movement that, um, so this, this happened before, like the idea came in before the Me Too movement, right? Like this mm-hmm. idea of it. So I was like, this, this is just like such a beautiful way for people to just be like, right? Like me, it happened to me. Mm-hmm. And me, the Me Too, like in the process of me, um, you know, putting it together and figuring it out, Me Too came out. And I was like, yes, right? Like feeling like, I was on, you know, when you feel like you're on that, that wave of, of conscious, what, what is it? It's almost like of collective consciousness, right? Yes. Like, yeah. Wave, yeah. Like, okay. This, I was on the wave. I knew this was coming, even though I didn't know it was coming. And so, um, so I ended up doing zero F's given and it was at first it was a t-shirt campaign and uh, I helped raise money for, I'm on the board of the Center for Safety and Change and mm. in New York where we help um, people who have gone through domestic violence, who have been raped, who have been trafficked. And um, so I, I first did, you know, um, I, I first was, was giving the money to them and then they encouraged mm. me. They were like, you can actually make your own. <laughs> 
uh, organization, you know, and, and so they encouraged me to make it my own nonprofit. And what I do with my nonprofit that I think is really beautiful is that I provide these spaces of healing for people of color who are going through their healing journey of healing, you know, healing from sexual trauma. And, um, you know, because every retreat that I'd got, I know you've probably experienced this, but before every retreat I went to, every workshop I went to, I was the only black Oh, girl. Girl. (laughs) Yeah, always, always. And I was like, what is happening? Like this, you know, this, either we don't know about it, you know, like it just felt like it felt unfair, you know? I was just like, what, you know, why are these spaces here? And so I was like, it was actually, um, I went to one of my friend's events called Goddess on the Go in the city. And it was the first time that I went in and it was at least half black women in there. And I was mm. like, this is it. Because even at Heart and Soul, I was like, this, you know, like we need to create more of these healing spaces. And so, um, so now, and what has been really amazing is the retreat I just led um, with Goddess Wisdom Council in Mexico. Uh, Charlemagne, he, he sponsored two of the, the, the participants through, through Zero F's Given. So two, wow. two black survivors. And so they were able to experience this lavish retreat, do healing in this beautiful space. And, you know, like it was just so amazing. And I'm like, this is what I want to do. I want to create these spaces where um, it's like the lavish part is really important to me. For them to feel spoiled and just yes. thing is taken care of. You don't have to worry about food. You don't got to worry about your kids. You don't got to worry about anything, right? Like it's just all taken care of and it's, you're just here now to heal. And the amount of spirit that black women bring to heal, mm. like it was, girl, it was like the, 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 the amount of healing that was happening. Obviously, I can't say what happened, but it was like straight up shamanic. Like that's what it felt like. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Everyone was a part of it. And I think that's one of the beautiful things about our culture is that we're very vocal, right? And so it's not like, it's not like we're an audience sitting and watching. We are in it, right? We're making noises. We are a part of the healing. We know that if yeah. we showed up, we're a part of this. We're in this, right? And so, um, girl, I don't even know where I just went. I don't remember the question you asked. <laughs> oh, you answered all the questions. <laughs> all the said and unsaid questions. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Ah, so how can how can the listeners connect to Zero F's Given? Yeah, so I um I have I have a Zero F's Given um website, uh Zero F's Given dot online, I believe. I should know that, but I know that it's actually on it's a link on my um my Instagram, which is my name, Anita Kopach. Kopach is spelled K-O-P-A-C-Z. 
And in my link tree, I have links to where you can donate, links to where you can look it up, links to where you can get a Zero F's Given sweatshirt and like, you know, show it off. <laughs> so yes. A beautiful way. And just know that, you know, all, all of the proceeds that come through go towards creating these experiences. Um, during the pandemic, I was able to give away many um, um, grocery cards, you know, so mm. that to, to survivors, so that, you know, like I, I don't make people go jump through all kinds of hoops in order to prove that there are certain, you know, like there's no like yeah. we've gone through it. Cause to me, it's like, if someone is saying it, I, I just, I, I always believe them because I'm like, why would someone make anything up like that? Why would you, yeah. why would you make it up? I just don't know. But, um, so it is, you know, like I've, I've, I'm very passionate about that healing and that healing for, um, for black women in particular, because, um, it connects us to our inner softness. I think that we've had to be strong for so long and that it's time for us to be in deep love with the world that we see around us. It's time for us to be soft inside. It's time for us to put ourselves first. Yeah. And um, I'm super, mm. that's actually for me, this was shallow waters was, is my love letter to black women. Um, oh. Anita, Anita, Anita. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on Dropping Gems. It is always just deep delight and joy for me um, to be in community with you, to be in this shared energy field. If I wasn't on the other side of the U.S., I would be like, I'm coming over. <laughs> <laughs> So I can't, I'm going to actually be out your way for a couple of weeks in September. So I'm going to hit you up and I hope to get, um, I hope we get to get some more time together. So grateful for you and so grateful for your work and everyone listening, please order now shallow waters. If you haven't already an incredible, incredible medicinal story, um, that's going to change your life and connect to zero F's given, but you can, as Anita shared, go to her Instagram page, click that link in bio, that link in bio will have all the various ways that you can connect with her and her powerful work. And hopefully if you feel called, join her at an event in the future. Anita, we are so grateful. Thank you. Yay. Thank you. Love you. Love you. What a beautiful show with the amazing Anita Kopach. I'm just so grateful every time I get to be in conversation with her. Um, Such a powerful, powerful force in the world. So now that we've come to the end of the show, let's settle into a little soul work. I want you to take a moment and get comfortable, if that's possible for you, depending on where you are listening. You can also listen through it and maybe take some notes on your phone, or I highly recommend if you have some paper nearby, that pen in hand, ink to paper, there is so much power in that. So if you have a journal nearby, uh, please grab it. So first, let's connect to now having experienced this episode. It's always um, such magic to me what cards happen to come out to support the shows uh, completely by chance. So what? Um, let's resettle into what those affirmations were that I read at the top of the show and just see, having now listened to this episode, where it lands, what it brings up, what you feel, if you feel connected to the words. 
So if you're able, I invite you to gently close your eyes again or just hold a low gaze. Your eyes don't have to be closed, but just try not to focus on anything in particular. So the first affirmation I read, I am open to receiving all that is necessary for my spiritual evolution. I am open to receiving all that is necessary for my spiritual evolution. Breathe here. I am open to receiving all that is necessary for my spiritual evolution. And the second affirmation I pulled was, I am building a life of wholeness, not perfection. I am building a life of wholeness, not perfection. Breathe here. I am building a life of wholeness, not perfection. And just take a second to see uh, what those meanings are holding for you now in this moment. Just take a couple, couple brief moments here to connect to the words, to connect to whatever feeling is present now having listened to that episode. We did talk about um, some pretty heavy things in that episode. So if you're noticing something is coming up for you, I just want to extend a permission to be really deeply gentle with yourself if there is some things coming up, some new memories, some new access to pieces of you. And for today's soul work, I want to invite you to consider any conversations of completion that you would like to have in your life. And sometimes some of these outstanding conversations that we have, um, these conversations that can really shift things for us, it may not always be possible. You know, sometimes the people uh, that you may intend to have conversations like this with may not still exist on earth, or there may be other barriers to getting to them, but that does not have to stop the conversation from happening. So I want you to take a moment and just consider if there is anyone in your life for absolutely any reason, maybe some that were heard on this episode and maybe not at all, but a conversation for any reason that your soul would like to have about things that you experienced. And I want you to just see what is in your awareness for that now. If anyone is coming to mind, this can be connected to your childhood. This could be connected to your adolescence, to your young adult life, to your mid-adult life, to your late adult life. But anything that feels present, I want you to take a moment to write down whatever names popped out. Might just be one, might be 10, might be 15. Might be a conversation you'd like to have with yourself of deep honesty and openness. And just write down those names. And this is not you saying you will have the conversation. If you wish, that is open to you. And I really, really support you in that. But maybe it's just getting clear with yourself out loud or writing on paper that something happened. That there is something you'd like to say about it. 
and just hold that intention. Hold that intention that it's a conversation of release and an opportunity to expand in new ways, to create new space for yourself and just hold that in. And the soul work for today in service to that is find some time to write. Write for a full page. No one has to read it if you don't want them to. You don't even have to reread it if you don't wish to. But write for a page whatever you'd like to say to that person or those people or yourself, whoever you identified, and write it down. And if it feels comfortable to set an intention that in divine alignment, you'll be able to actually have this conversation spoken aloud, then maybe call that in if that's something you wish for. And ask for divine alignment to cover it, divine protection to cover it. And then maybe until we meet again next week, maybe there's opportunity each day to add a couple more lines to whatever you're writing around that, whatever unfinished business feels present. Write a few more lines to it every day. And then ask for guidance to come in of what you should do with what has just been unearthed. What should do with this access to your voice that you have in this way. And see where that guides you. And if you need support in this process, please ask for it. If you need support in this process, please seek it out. <sighs> okay. Well, that is our show. Thank you so much for joining. This is the Dropping Gems podcast. Hit me up on the gram, Debbie Brown, at Debbie Brown um, on all social media. DM me uh, and I will join you again here next week. Big love. Namaste. Hey, find me on social. Let's connect. At Debbie Brown, that's Twitter and Instagram, or go to my website, DebbieBrown.com. And if you're listening to this show on Apple Podcasts, please, please, please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. And send this episode to a friend. Dropping Gems is a production of iHeartRadio and the Black Effect Network. It's produced by Jacquees and me, Debbie Brown. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, Cheap Caribbean Vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget Beach Finder. Or find a featured all-inclusive package to Iberostar Hotels and Resorts and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com.